he's the owner of these these policies on his kids, which is really cool because it's essentially a start. It's like this is amazing. You get to control money and do real estate, but you're also establishing a retirement and legacy plan for your children. Yep. And so that is in place. He's using that capital to do things, but at the end of the day, that's already accounted for and how the loans will get repaid back. Yep. And then the grandchildren are going to be set for life. This is Better Wealth with Caleb Williams. Welcome back to another episode of Better Wealth Breakdown, where we're breaking down ideas, concepts, and thoughts from around the world to help you live a more intentional life. And today's topic, we're going to be talking about legacy. And I have some fun stories, but I'm going to kick it off to you. Well, today I want to talk about how you can leave a legacy while you're living. And I am just so jazzed about this story because it, it's going to be super, super powerful. And the, the scenario is a gentleman who has saved and invested his whole life. Um, he's, I think, 65 or 66 years old. And now he's in the mode of, hey, I don't want to just like die and leave a bunch mm-hmm. of money to my to my heirs. I want to actually see that investment and, mm. and, and invest in them while I still can cool. can see it. It's cool. And it's just like it gets me so excited because this this is the power of what we do. And this gentleman has amassed multiple seven figures of wealth and now the matter the question is how can I continue to create and preserve right. and and then create this waterfall effect. And so the concept came to be of well, number one, it's it's what does he want to do? That's right, right? Like yeah. what, and that was by far, you know, that's that's our process. First question: clarity on what you're trying to accomplish. Yep. How can we optimize based on what you want to do, and then find a direction and a way forward? Mm-hmm. That's that's it. And so we got clear that education is really really important to him, and mm-hmm. especially for his grandchildren. His his children are all grown. I think uh, two out of the four are married, and. So first and foremost, he wanted to um, leave a legacy for the grandchildren in the form of education. So he wanted to fund not only um, K through 12, but also college. So he, the, whole, cool. the whole, awesome. whole kit and caboodle. And so he, he understands that inflation is a thing too, which was like, wow, this is cool. And so we talked about, okay, how much is it going to take per year per, mm-hmm. per grandchild for K through 12? What is it going to take? What would you like to budget? Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of spending plan would you like to put together for, for right. college? And so he he detailed that out, and then we projected based on their current ages, mm-hmm. regular school, but then at when they when they hit eighteen or time to go to college, whatever that looks like for them, uh, how much infl- in inflated dollars college is going to cost? Yeah. Okay. So this is mm. this is so multifaceted, and I I just I absolutely love this. I I've probably said that three times already, but. Uh, then it, it goes a step further. What he wants to do is he wants he understands the power of the and asset. Yep. And he understands that it could be a 529 alternative. Yep. And so what he was looking at doing is what if I placed life insurance policies on my grandchildren, of which one was just recently born. Okay. So this is like age zero. That's pretty cool. It's really cool because when you look at compound interest over 80, 90 years, yeah. it's unbelievable. It's unreal. And so we, we looked at, okay, let's, let's start a policy there. There's so three, three grandchildren start policies on them. Well, in order for them to have policies, their parents need to have life insurance. Mm -hmm. 
And so this is where it comes full circle. The back in the data gathering stage of what does he want to do? He also wants to invest in real estate to start creating some passive income for himself. And this is this is not a new concept for him. And has he already has uh, one property that's cash flowing well for him. And so he wants to continue that process to be able to fund his lifestyle. Mm. And this is another cool thing. He actually enjoys what he does. Amazing. And he has he right now has no vision of retirement. He makes yeah. makes good money and wants to continue to do that. And while he continues to do that, he wants to start replacing some of it with quote unquote passive income with real estate. And so we're like, okay, what what is what could this look like? Mm-hmm. Well, we're we're looking at all the different avenues. Well, the the children, his children, need life insurance in order to for the kids, the grandkids to have life insurance. And so yeah. the we're talking three generations. We're talking three generations. That's cool. So the thought process is he can place life insurance on his kids. Okay. Pay for it, have total control over it. So he controls the cash. He controls the cash. Okay. The death benefit goes to the child, the grandchildren. Yes. Okay. And then he is also going to get a policy simply for the death benefit. Got it. Yeah. And I'm... so because of his age, he understands that doing the life insurance on his kids is going to be way more powerful from yep. just a cash perspective. And he can still control that. He can use it while he's living mm-hmm. to invest in real estate. And then when he dies, his death benefit can cover any loans that he has on the kids' policies. Wow. Okay. So so just to break this down, <laughs> so we have, we'll call him Mr. Smith. We have his kids and then the grandchildren. Yep. He's funding life insurance on all three generations. Yep. His primary outcome for his policy is to pretty much pay off the loans that he's using to bank with the other his his other policies that he's not the insured but he's still the owner. Correct. Okay. And so now he's the owner of these these policies on his kids, which is really cool because it's essentially a start it's like this is amazing. You get to control money and do real estate, but you're also establishing a retirement and legacy plan for your children. Yep. And so that is in place. He's using that capital to do things. But at the end of the day, that's already accounted for and how the loans will get repaid back. Yep. And then the grandchildren are going to be set for life because that 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 legacy effect is in, in place. Money is continuing to flow down to the next generation, but control is still in the midst. And so this is an example, you guys, of like, this is an example of what we love to see because life insurance at the end of the day is just the foundation. It's not like the it's not like the only thing it's not the only equation here. I mean, this person had to have money and ha- is successful. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's not like the and asset will solve all their problems, but it creates an amazing foundation to truly create legacy, but also I would love to do a case study on the control and memories and things that are they're able to do because of this is this is established. Yep. I mean that that fires me up. But what I was going to say is when we first started Better Wealth, um, I think this was even before I was working at the bank, um, talking about recency bias kind of deal. Um, we were like, oh, we should probably trademark our stuff because it's like, this is like really, like people are going to try to steal it. So I remember the first trademark. Do you remember what it what like it was? The Legacy Wealth Strategy. The Legacy Wealth Strategy. Um, don't try to take that because our lawyers will be after you. No, I don't think we even um, renewed that. Uh, but anyways, the Legacy Wealth Strategy and it, the idea of it was there's three stages to life. It was like your your accumulation, distribution, and then the true legacy stage. And the legacy wealth strategy's whole concept was you can start living your legacy from day one. Um, and, you know, Greg, Greg was an amazing example of that because they were able to use their money. And I would, I would 
maybe I'm biased here, but I would be able to say that, you know, they were able to invest in their family along with some other cool memories. And that same policy cemented a family legacy that will, that has continued to outlast his life. So this is just, this is really cool. And I think it just gets us to think that you don't have to die to start your legacy. And these are the kind of things that we love to see because we, like, we want, we want people to start thinking multiple generations and it's, it's really exciting. It's, it's super exciting. And, and I just think of all of the impact that is going to happen through this process. And it's the, the thing is to your point of, it's not like he's doing a mass liquidation of all of his assets and doing it all into life insurance. This is like a, a fraction of, of his portfolio yeah. and it's going to provide a massive benefit to his entire family. He's yeah. he like some of the first words out of his mouth is I'm a family guy. And mm. it's very important to me that, you know, he, he's basically said that I think it was his father-in-law mm. set up, um, you know, education funds for, mm. for the family. And that was something that he knew at an early age was something that he wanted to do. And he mm. just got so excited about the fact of being able to do that and being able to, I mean, we just talked about how 30 years seems like a long time from now. And we're talking about long-term accountability, accountability of results. Yeah. And what's so cool is he's still really young, yeah, you know, and he's still hopefully got... 30, maybe 40 years on him. And he'll like, he's going to be able to experience and see this. And I think of like like the zero year old, the the literally week old child that 30 years from now, it's going to have an asset that is unbelievable. What will be interesting is I wonder what that zero year old's cash value and death benefit are at age 65. It was. It was like one point eight million dollars of cash value and okay. three million dollar, three or four million dollars of death benefit. And and so that and that was off a five thousand dollar contribution. Probably that goes till age twenty. Uh yeah, I think I think the PUA was on on uh until like thirty thirty years. I think. Okay, so I'm putting you on the spot, but that but like if you if you look at like it's just re- that's the, just really the contrib- special. The contribution is like three hundred thousand. Yeah, that's <laughs> like amazing. At sixty five. It's so amazing. It's unbelievable. Yeah. The and asset, you guys, it, it, it really can unlock so many memories, so many opportunities. And um, that's, a, that's a great story. Anything that you want to end? This is just a prime example of how you can leave a legacy while you're living. You don't have to wait to die to be able to bestow you know, financial wealth or um, even we were talking about ethical wealth, like bestowing your family values. Yeah. You don't have to die for that to happen. You can do it while you're living. And this is a great example of being able to do that in a powerful way. Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and share this with the people that you know and love.